Yo, 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 what you saying, man? Uh, it's alright, it's pretty catchy. It seems like it's like the, the, I don't know, half-decade Spanish song at the top of the charts. That, yeah. Why, why, what are you saying? Yeah, I wonder like what, uh, why See You Again is the most watched song. Like, it wasn't really ever that popular of a song. Like, Gangnam Style like, was totally big for like six months, and Despacito is kind of like the song of this summer, even though it came out in January. But, um, yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know, maybe it has to do, it was like kind of like the Paul Walker dying song, so... But I don't know if there's that many Fast and Furious fans. <sighs> right. Yeah, and like people who like them are for like they won't consider any other opinion. It's just like this movie was good. And, and like, it's only, it's only after like 10 years, you can look back and be like, wow, that movie was clearly horrible. Um, like I watched Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift on, it was just on TV like last week. And literally the plot is a white dude moves to Japan. Okay. He like, there's like a, like a ethnically ambiguous girl there who he's interested in. And like, she's really into drifting. So he teaches himself how to drift. And at the start, he sucks, and then after two weeks, he's, like, the best drifter in Japan, and he wins her love. And, like, as far as I'm concerned, that's, like, the sketch of any Fast and Furious movie. What? Okay, so you're talking trash, and... <laughs> okay, so where did that opinion come from, then? Arcadi... What if you, yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, 
But what if you watch it and you love it? Like, what if, like, you realize, like, I mean, a lot of people call The Bachelor trash, and, like, you, you like, went through a phase where you, you, pal- you, you, you know, you palated it. You... <laughs> yeah. Did you like the Bond films? Right. Oh, okay. Crash, yeah. Cause the Bond movies are fucking they're they're huge in the UK, excuse my language. Uh they're like I don't know, obviously because I guess like it's like a British thing and like um but like people that are like love all the Bond films and they could like tell you the plots of like all of the old ones and like if it was like on TV it would be like, alright, yeah, that's getting watched right now. Uh, I wouldn't, I would say not as much, no, I think it's more of like a, yeah, um, but I don't know, I can't speak for all British people, obviously, but, um, again, it is a British franchise, so. No, not really, did you? Yeah, exactly. You're you're bang on. Like, um, yeah, it's just generally like, I don't know. It it's weird because stuff like Sherlock, though, I found was like bigger here than bigger in the UK. Here being North America. Yeah, no, you're totally right, man. Like that, they're viewed as like pandering to Americans, and like, um, and whereas like actual British, like say like British comedy shows, like, uh, Peep Show or like, I guess even Monty Python, Faulty Towers, like a lot of John Cleese stuff, is revered over there, because because it, it is like true.
well but also part of it is like as they come into the mainstream their art changes a bit and like you know like even like party next door like now he's got songs with like major laser and like friggin like whatever pop dj is the flavor of the month and like i don't know yeah exactly Yeah, it's a lot less acoustic. It's a lot more like housey and like party music type thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the thing that's really brought that is, like, the NPR Tiny Desk concert. It's, like, I think everyone will remember when they saw, like, the first T-Pain NPR Tiny Desk concert. Yeah, because, like, like, he especially has this re reputation of, like, some, like, shitty auto-tune artist. But, like, he's an amazing singer, and then, like, he also, like, you find it that like, he had all these, like, personal, like, struggles and, like, depression and marital issues and stuff. Um, so... But like like Chance has been on there like all kinds of like hip hop Anderson Pack like, um, yeah, and they're all like amazing and so, it, it you know a parallel can kind of be drawn to like modern art, uh for me at least like, I think a lot of modern art is like really shitty like even stuff like Picasso's like really abstract art, like some of it I don't really understand like how that can be viewed as like, um good art maybe uh, okay Picasso is a, a bad example but like some really abstract people um, 
Yeah, exactly. And it's only when you get to like go through their full collection from start to finish, you realize like they mastered all of the basic art. Like they mastered like painting and multiple different forms of art. And like once they achieved respect and mastery, they were able to like kind of just like take a lot of risks and experiment and like see what would be popular, I guess. Um, and like in a way they like even future the rapper um did this a bit like his first two albums were like kind of like good um or like you could consider them like yeah and then like once he had kind of achieved that like then he turned into like a mumble rap like whatever like codian addict um but like apparently people who like meet with him and interview him say that he's like still a really like smart normal guy it's just he realized that this was popular and yeah um, do you know a lot about Equinox? Yeah. No, like, like the one that. <laughs> no, so like you know how Kanye is like I need every bad bitch up in Equinox. Uh, yeah. So I was like quite curious. I was like, what is Equinox like? Um, and so I looked it up, and like, it's a gym. Um, but it's it's more than just a gym like apparently like you go in and you immediately feel more zen because like every part of it is just designed like to feel comforting and like the personal trainers like they don't just like train you your muscles like you have like psychotherapy sessions with them and like figure out why you want to gain and lose weight and like discover the meaning of true happiness and like all of their towels are like kept in a fridge and there's no like there's like private cabanas for showering and getting changed instead of um yeah uh so you'd think so but like uh apparently it's like kind of all over now like it's like in major cities i think toronto's opening up one soon um yeah <laughs> um but because like the membership is 150 dollars a month no sorry 500 dollars a month that's a lot more apparently <laughs> yeah um so like yeah well I guess like I don't know like exercise to me has always been like a bad experience like it's just like associated with like pain and like sweat and like um that like I don't know would making it would all of that shit make it like a more would I be more likely to exercise if I had all of those amenities or like is that just like rich people get nice facilities Hmm. 
Yeah, so, sometimes those facts are great, but like sometimes they're just like super annoying. It's like uh, the only player to hit more than eighteen home runs in the sixth inning in close situations. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, who would you think? Who do you think are the is the most followed person on Instagram? Since we're talking about numbers, yeah. See, I was shocked. I would have thought the same. She's number, she's like the sixth most. Um, the top three are Selena Gomez, Ariana Grande, and Cristiano Ronaldo. Really? I guess, but is he is he really like i always viewed him as like an incredibly like polarizing figure like you either love him or hate him he's like pretty controversial i didn't know his brand was that like big true Well, Messi's at 14, so, I mean, still pretty. And Neymar's just one spot ahead of him at 13. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I was shocked that it's, like, Selena Gomez and Ariana Grande. Like, I guess maybe that's... Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why I'm so surprised, because obviously, like, that's Instagram's demographic, like, so th there's 224 total, uh, 224 million total uh, users of Instagram, I think, and Selena Gomez, Selena Gomez has 123 million followers, Ariana Grande has 110 million, and Ronaldo has 105 million. I guess for me though, like the this represents like who the most popular person in America is almost and it's weird that it's Selena Gomez um, Um, yeah, I think so. Wait, like, what do you mean more specifically?
Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, she, like, scrolling through her Instagram is, like, looking at, a, like, looking at an advertisement. So, the last 12 posts have all been for her own album called Fetish? Wow. Uh, Selena Gomez's new album is called Fetish. Um, so, that's the last 12 posts. The three posts before that are all coach advertisements. Uh, one looks like a model photo, and the only thing, you, the only brand you can see is Coke. So, obviously, a Coca-Cola advertisement. Um, so it's not like some of those people who are like posting like pictures with their friends. It's like every single post seems to be like an advertisement and, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so right, when you say how big of a market are you talking about Instagram or podcast advertising yeah agree podcasts podcasts i'm not so sure but you know because like it is kind of like you're, you're always hearing the same ads um and I, I was watching a google talk with jad abumrad the guy from radio lab and he was saying that like his biggest concern with the future of podcasts is like obviously everyone talks about like there's like a limited demographic um of people listening to podcasts generally and um and basically what he said was that there's not really much evidence that these people are susceptible to like like not susceptible but like that these people are actually like the advertising is working like something like 80 percent of podcast users skip the the ads that like start the start and the end of the episode and like and even like the ads embedded within like if i know an ad is coming up i'll skip through it um so what how do you feel about podcast ads in general?
I was just gonna say, yeah. But it, it's cool because, like, some like uh, especially with YouTube, like uh, a lot of people have like a set number of videos free on their YouTube page, but then you get access to way more through their Patreon. So that's like, you know, it's like a teaser, and then you see if you like it. Uh, Gimlet. Yeah. <sighs> Thanks. It seems like we're seeing a lot of spin-offs as well, like podcasts which have already achieved success and like a good reputation. Um, I've seen like two or three, like Roman Mars has a new spin-off about like um, the Trump presidency and the guys who did Radiolab have a few spin-offs about like the Supreme Court. Um, and so like it... S10, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's, I feel like that's just been shoved down my throat so much that I'm just not going to listen to it. Like, on every podcast, like, S10 is so amazing. Like, S10, like, I don't know. Yeah, no thanks. Actually, one thing I, I did want to talk about is, like, advertising in sports is drastically changing, and I think in five years it'll be totally different. Like, um, next year the NBA is going to include uh, jersey ads for the first time in its history. Um yeah, and so they're also um, they're reducing the number of timeouts per half, the number of timeouts in the last three minutes, um, which is awesome. And the NFL is also doing something cool, which is they're making they're having fewer commercial breaks, but they're making the number the length of the commercial breaks longer, um, which I think is pretty welcome from fans. You know, like at least during that time you can get up, go to the bathroom, make food or whatever. Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it, it's funny because on NBA League Pass, which I used to watch basketball sometimes, um, we get to watch like the what happens in the stadium during the ads, like the in-arena entertainment, and that's always pretty good. But, uh, but yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Jersey ads. I'd rather be like kind of sublimin- subliminally advertised to rather than like have my uh, entertainment be fully interrupted. Big time. I suppose no I, I I agree like completely I don't see why it's a big deal at all like all the arenas are friggin there's like a, there's an arena called the talking stick resort arena another one called the smoothie king center like those are just like blatant like you have ads all around the court like I don't know yeah Yeah, I mean, I kind of hate what it represents. Like, it's literally just like consumerism is feeding the advertising industry, which is causing a vicious cycle. But, I mean, if it means I get free maps, then whatever. Right. But I get like I don't know there there is like like we kind of push back in general against like very blatant advertising like very blatant product placement, but then that means that it's all the subliminal stuff that's going on that we don't know about that's like probably what's driving it, which means that like the targeting advertisement is so effective that we don't even know it's happening. <laughs> have have you seen a black mirror at all? Oh fuck's sake. Uh anyways, one of the episodes is called Fifteen Million Merits. Um basically like it seems like everyone is implanted imprinted with like chips or whatever so like um so anyways like you could be going about anything in your daily life and 
you would just be suddenly interrupted with an advertisement and you can't you can't close your eyes because of the sensors they have so you have to keep your eyes open and it seems like the ad is like a fully immersive experience like it's all you see hear and feel for like 30 seconds and if you try to close your eyes you just like a buzzer goes off and like you have to open your eyes again um and yeah all the ads are still for the same shit like it's like for like whatever like um junk materials or other ways to spend your money basically like it's just an encouragement to spend money <laughs> and Well, um, I guess the most effective method of advertising for me is uh, on Amazon. Like when I'm browsing, once I click a product, that often leads to like a rabbit hole of like users who bought this also viewed this, and I'm like, oh yeah, like that 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 is. I mean, I wouldn't mind that. Like I, I was trying to buy like um like a tea infusing mug and I ended up adding like eight things to my cart, like a new water bottle, um, a new like tea steeper, like, um, but I, I didn't purchase it, but I, I always like sleep on those things. Like, do I really need it? Cause actually I was listening to a radio lab episode about how the brain works as they often discuss and something they said, which was brilliant, which was like, uh, was people with Alzheimer's tend to forget more towards the end of the day in the evening and that's because uh, their brain simply is just has less fuel it's been running for longer and it's less effective of a machine in the evening um, these people can wake up in the morning and be completely lucid but by the end of the day all of their inhibitory inhibitory mechanisms so like the prefrontal cortex things that are the most expensive things to run uh, they run out of juice and so that's why people tend to be more impulsive at night. That's why people, you know, engage in like 
frivolous drug taking and sexual behavior that's why you can wake up with a hangover and be like i never want to drink again but then that same night by like 9 or 10 p.m you start drinking um and so um yeah so so uh i tend to do most of my online shopping at night but i'll save the cart and then like reevaluate it in the morning um, <laughs> which is how i save a buck Yeah, no, I, we, yeah, we might want to fact it up. Is truly a okay. <laughs> no way. That's awesome. I can't believe that that's what it's named. I wonder who the other nom nominees for that are. Mm -hmm. Oh, I got him. All right, Gordon Ramsay for Master Chef Junior, Heidi Klum, and Tim Gunn. Project Runway, RuPaul Child, Charles for RuPaul's Drag Race, W. Kamau Bell, and Alec Baldwin. Those are some heavy names that our boy Snoop is, is in with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems like the the same hosts are like nominated every year though like Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn really <sighs> yeah Well then, again, that more more fucking kudos to Vince Gilligan and the boys for ending it after five seasons, because like winning all those awards, making all that money, and still making the correct creative decision takes balls. But yeah, I mean that doesn't dilute the. It's it's okay. It's really really slow. Like you'll watch a whole episode and fuck all will happen. And you know, since we know where the story ends, it's like clearly you're just dragging it out. But I mean, they they at least they did that and they didn't dilute the the original product. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anything else you want to say this week? <laughs> Good one.
god. Mmm. I will probably have a live episode two weeks from today. Yeah. Maybe even two. So. Uh, um. Bye.